0: Welcome to Mind.
1: This is week six of our roundtable conversations of our you know lockdown, our stay at home. Um, every Thursday, what we've been doing is talking about using the ancient wisdom of yoga to support us through this time. And today, joining me for that conversation is uh, Mind Movement's Vice President and Clinical Supervisor Director, Molly Bates. She's also a yoga therapist and yoga instructor. And joining us, our special guest for today, who we're so excited to have with us, Regine, and I believe it's Urbach. Is that the way I say your last name? That's right. That's right. Okay. Um, and why don't you introduce yourself, Regine? Because mm-hmm. You're, you, you're the most familiar with your history and training and all of that.
2: Well, um, I'm a mostly uh, what I've done with my life mo- at that, that runs through my whole life is astrology. And um, I started when I was in my early 20s. So it's been a long time that I've been following what I call the rhythm of the, rhythm of the stars. Mm-hmm. So um, that's my website, by the way. Um, and uh, in the uh, course of my life, I also uh, was involved with um, many other things, cooking, cooking for healing, um, Chinese medicine, yoga. I am a, a Kundalini yoga teacher and therapist and um, you know, various other <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, years. yeah. But astrology is um, has always been my um, uh, field, kind of my auric field.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's how we came to know you. Yeah, I mean, well, no, I guess we know Molly met you through Kundalini, and then we've come to know you through right, right. your work as an astrologer. Um, and so I wonder, let me, uh, sorry, i just got to mute some other folks here so that we don't keep moving their their screens um so i'm wondering regine if you could so when i when i spoke to you about coming on and doing this conversation with us uh you had i had asked you you know from an astrological perspective how do you see covid 19 what do you see this being about and you had just a a fascinating response to that question so i thought it would be a great place for us to start today
2: okay um it's a very like in order to talk about that you have we have to talk about so many other uh, <laughs> facets of um, of our life now, and also historically what's been going on astrologically. Mm-hmm. So what I'd like to start out with is um, the uh, from two thousand you might remember this I'm sure from about two thousand eleven to two thousand sixteen. Uh, the two planets, Uranus and Pluto, were in a square. And when we when we look at aspects to each other planets, you have to think of a circle, which is the ecliptic, and the planets moving along this circle, and they move at different speeds. So at certain times, they form kind of uh, stark angles to each other. And the ones that are most, uh, let's say, uh, productive in a either positive or negative way are the um, squares when they form 90 degree angles to each other or in opposition or when they're in the same place. So the Uranus-Pluto square, which happened during the um, period of 2011 to 2016, was a was an aspect between these two planets of change mm. so for those years you might remember we each experienced it differently in our charts because it affected each of us differently and it affected the world it was it was uranus and aries so it was a kind of a an independent the revolution and that was the beginning of um occupy wall street
0: mm. so you
2: you can remember from the beginning of that we we uh, moved into a period of of having to deal with cataclysmic change and not knowing what was gonna come next. And also these aspects, even when they're done, you have like what I call the tail of the comet. So it's like the aspect, the angle is finished and the planets continue to move, but the fallout from that (laughs) energy is still moving forward. So what we got from the fallout of the Uranus-Pluto square was a presidency of a person who is completely unpredictable
0: Mm.
2: we we move and 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 part of it was that we were in the place where we could accept that kind of energy and in fact the um the Mm. um the um trump versus hillary that was actually the uranus which was trump and the pluto which was hillary Mm. and actually the uranus kind of Um, magically worked its way through and he has Trump this really incredible Jupiter Uranus trine which makes him extremely lucky like no matter what he does you know he, he says that you know and no matter what you think of him that's his energy and he's very unpredictable he's Uranian he has a Uranus Sun conjunction he needs to be tweeting all the time communicating he's in the moment so you have this energy now and we're we're in the middle we're still dealing with that energy on top of what came after that so that energy caused us to be in a place of instability mm-hmm. so we're you know Biden wants to bring things back to like status quo there is no status quo anymore
0: mm-hmm.
2: right so there is just not moving back to that energy is an, is a little bit of an illusion and we're actually um Mm -hmm. so pluto the planet is in the sign of capricorn and has been for quite a while and sat and um during the 2011 to 2016 it's where the uranus which caused the uh set the stage for this change in in the world and then um and then pluto is still in capricorn and now what we have is saturn moving towards Pluto we had that in the middle of January everybody was waiting for that big um, Mm. uh, special uh, we knew that there was going to be a big upheaval of some sort and um, it actually the Saturn Pluto conjunction and squares have and opposition have been um, uh, prevalent in many of the different upheavals in history including world wars and things like that so mm. we knew it was going to be big and because it was in earth it meant that it was gritty so whatever whatever we were all personally going through over the last year leading up to that we were making some very uh, uh focused uh efforts to structure something that we really couldn't structure because when it got to Pluto when Saturn the structure moved to Pluto it was undone and that was the actually um Mm. not only you know there's so many things we could bring in here like the allegations against yogi bhajan Mm -hmm. also happened in mid-january so pluto is also about truth so it brings out the truth and we're dealing with capricorn which is um power structure and uh Mm. power pluto is power and capricorn is structure so it's the power structure and the um the it's not a revolution like the uranus pluto was a revolution this was like an evolution and this was like the on you know you could not stop this volcanic energy from erupting Mm. so we've had some really cataclysmic energy to deal with over the past um, few years and um We're all dealing with it personally. If you think of your own life and what area of your life you have been trying to really not only unearth, but to uh, transform. So um, what's happened is that along with that energy, we're dealing with Uranus and Taurus. Taurus is your earth. So... Over the last so Uranus went into Taurus last year and it's going to stay there till 2025. Mm
0: -hmm. And
2: Taurus is Mother Earth. So we are we are now having to deal with the changes, Uranus, of the earth. And this is such a key thing for us to think about now because we this this is the moment. We we know it, we all know it, we don't know how to do it. But this is the moment to uh, speak out about what's going on in the world. Mm. Um, so we, uh, I'm, I'm going to bring in the coronavirus here. So the other planet, Neptune, um, is in Pisces, which is its own sign. Now, Neptune mm-hmm. deals with the intangible, right? It can deal with, um, uh, you know being in an environment and feeling something, a spiritual connection or a a subtle musical or something intangible, unconscious. So it brings up that idea of um, a virus, which we can't see. Uh, We don't understand what it is. It's unclear. And between that energy of of Neptune and Pisces and the Uranus and Taurus, where the Earth Is being manipulated and changed in so many ways and I'll you know I'd like to talk about that a little too as we go on but um, so between those two and then the Pluto Saturn where the power structure you know they're really trying hard to um, manipulate Pluto the structure but what, what's interesting is that Saturn moved out of Capricorn into Aquarius as soon as Aquarius is an air sign and it rules uh, humanity. So here we are locked up Saturn, right? Locked down humanity. Aquarius is locked down Saturn and Aquarius. Okay, not only that, but we're teaching over the internet which is also ruled by uh, Aquarius Uranus. So this um, we're communicating with each other and we have the opportunity now to speak like if if everybody when they do their seven o'clock, thank you for the healthcare workers, which is so wonderful what an opportunity to come together and talk about what's happening to, to the environment, to, to the, um, you know, what's happening with the power structure. And we know that we as an, a humanity and the truth, which Pluto has brought out, the truth of so many things now, people are seeing clearly um, what's going on even though we are dealing with a very Iranian president who um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: doesn't know what he's doing, but you know, he's kind of just following his nose and, and you know going every which way. But then you have to look at that in relationship to the power structure, which is trying so hard to manipulate things in a certain way.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So this virus, we don't know where it came from. Um, It's uh, because it was coming out of a Pluto-Saturn conjunction. My feeling is that there was some connection to that manipulation of power and control and authority Mm. in this virus. Okay. Mm So the kind of things that people are saying about it, we don't know if it was uh, made in a lab or if it was a really, um, you know, natural, um, we do know that those labs have been in existence for a long time. So, um, anyway, those are things, you know, related astrologically to what I see as why we're in this situation. Now, Saturn in Aquarius is there for a minute. And when I'm saying a minute, I mean a few months, (laughs) <laughs> and then it goes back to Capricorn, so when it goes back to Capricorn, mm-hmm. which will be um, let's see I got the date here somewhere um, July. So July, it moves back into Capricorn, so July first we, we we should see what that does and where we're at in July. It may be that we are, we come off the airwaves and are brought into a Um, more real situation, you know, like teaching in a real room, let's say. Mm -hmm. But it does go back. um, Saturn uh, goes back into Aquarius in December. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. we have to... Now, no matter what happens, whether we're still in lockdown, which we might be at that point with Saturn going back into Aquarius, but we also... Can use it. Every planet has the potential for to work with it. And for Saturn, where you know the the idea of teaching is a big deal, and the um, the idea of patience and time and structure is a big deal. So we're going to be um, moving back with uh, almost three years of Saturn being in Aquarius after July. Mm. So. We're going to, working with the energy of Aquarius, which we, we talked about, Molly, when you mentioned the Aquarian uh, Sutras, right, um, the, from Kundalini Yoga, so big, big one is recognize the other person as you,
0: yeah.
2: and um, this to me, and also if you don't understand through compassion, you don't understand the times. Mm-hmm. Those are the two meaningful ones to me at this moment.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you think, Molly? Well before you, so can you clarify first off what are the what are the kundalini sutras? Molly okay. or either of you. Yeah. Oh,
3: you want to see them?
1: Sure.
3: Yeah. I
2: have I have so, them
3: here. You yeah, them?
2: okay. Yeah, because I don't have them right in front of me,
3: but you so mentioned re-
2: two of them, recognize- there are five. There are five sutras and the first one is recognize that the other person is you. Mm-hmm. The second one is there's a way through every block.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. um interesting because of the saturn pluto conjunction which was a a block saturn and a way through pluto so when the time is on you start and the pressure will be off Mm
0: -hmm.
2: that's an interesting one right yeah understand through compassion or you will misunderstand the times and the last one is vibrate the cosmos and the cosmos shall clear the path Mm. So, um, I think with the the Aquarian energy coming in over the next several years when Saturn and Jupiter move into Aquarius and then Pluto eventually will move into Aquarius, we're moving into the cosmos, Mm -hmm. we're moving into alien life, we're moving into um, humanity, understanding that we're all one. Mm -hmm. So, this is a big, huge movement we're you know that we're we're at the juncture of here That
1: mm-hmm. anyway, we're at the very very beginning of
2: <laughs> yes we're at the beginning <laughs> but you know but you're doing a great job with this website because this is don't you know this is the beginning of a larger picture as time moves on
1: right yeah, yeah. yeah. so first and foremost what is a sutra yeah it sounds like it's something to live Charlie, by you talk
3: about? yeah so we, Regine, we started talking about uh, the sutras last week, not the Aquarian sutras, but looking at these, a sutra is a thread. So it's this kind of structure, This these philosophies that give us framework uh, in order to understand ourselves. And our our infinite, our finite selves, and our and our infinite, uh, and our relationship to the infinite.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So I love the Aquarian Sutras, and Regine, thank you so much um, for being here too. Oh, you're welcome. It's really exciting. Um, but we can look at them as like on this sort of macro level like you know you're you're suggesting in terms of astrology right what does it mean big picture to bring these concepts into our lives and you know at at Mind movement um, we also try to um, offer more micro sort of applications of something like a sutra Um, so Ha, you know, there's there's a lot of different ways to to look at this. Just just this one one or two uh, sutras that you just mentioned. So um, understanding, you know, you misunderstand the times if you're at you know understanding through compassion. What does that mean? Big picture, right? In terms of like an, an astrological kind of what we're all experiencing, mm-hmm. um, and then how how does that look? For me, as an individual, as I mm-hmm. move through this experience that we're all having, mm-hmm. um, and I just wanted to say too that you know, in terms of astrology and um, it, you know how how that's become important for me, or. Um, is you know i i met regine as a as a teacher and regine you brought in this language in into the classes into the practice um the yoga practice in a way that was just fascinating for me Mm -hmm. um and and i realized that it was it was important uh and i needed to learn more um, in order to kind of see myself within you know this larger macro experience that we all have, um, and that uh, astrology was really helpful um, mm-hmm. in getting kind of out of my individual experience <clears throat> and, and couching it or framing it in this in this broader um, way. Right. Mm-hmm. And but, well, you're so that's that's you're how astrology has sort of become really important um, and meaningful for 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 me individually and just in terms of yoga practice and so it it, as a way to frame like how (laughs) how um it can be really useful Mm -hmm. Um, and i know it's something that uh you know sam and i will often consult with you as a way to understand um you know how we're experiencing these Mm -hmm. feelings and events and you know relationships um in our in my personal life or in our personal lives in this broader way Mm -hmm. and you're just highlighting this you know going through all of these concepts and what the planets mean and how the angles influence us um is is just incredible to me right Mm -hmm. that you can sort of match these um junctions and angles in the sky in this way that that we are literally like seeing unfold before us and even these dates that you just you know highlighted are very much in line (laughs) (laughs) with what we're hearing in the news so Mm -hmm. i i just wanted to kind of say that um how important um Learning about astrology and, and, you know, through your guidance and coaching has, has really broadened um, the my experience uh, mm-hmm. as, as a yogi and just as an individual.
2: That's great. Yeah. And you're an Aquarian. so Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, astrology is your milieu, right? That it, it really is because Uranus does rule astrology. Mm-hmm. Uranus is your ruling planet. Oh, but, that's interesting.
1: And, I love how she just can be like, "Well, that's why." So, yeah, <laughs> so
2: that, that is one reason why. But um, but right. also I want to speak to what you said about indi- you know, as uh, the cosmos versus individually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is that what, you know, here we are locked down, right? Some of us individually, some of us with our family.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, so people are, you know, bringing in the sutras again. Um, having to deal with each other in ways that they never have ever dealt with each other before and learning so much about each other and having to have compassion, Mm -hmm. you know, for each other and having, you know, it's really a bless. I mean, it's a horrible thing that's happened, but what a miracle and what a blessing, some Mm -hmm. things that have happened and transformations in people. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was also thinking about, for example, when you're having challenging relationships you know yogi uh well i don't want to bring up yogi bhajan because he's not really (laughs) held in a good light right now but the teachings of kundalini yoga say that moving from the piscean age to the aquarian age we're giving up a lot of the old um uh manifestations of relationship that are uh codependent so the new way of relating to people is like in this new kind of grid, Aquarian grid, where you really see the person for who they are. You, look, you can look at their chart and you can see what they need in their chart. And sometimes in their chart, they need to hook up with other people's energies that might not be you. you know, So mm-hmm. the idea of, wait, what a minute you're talking to somebody else or this kind of thing is no more. You need to know whoever that other person is. That other person is you. It's a part of you. Yeah. This other person's chart that you're with is a part of you. Yeah. And you and the idea now is to see where it's a win-win between you and another person. Mm. Use that energy and, and, and also have compassion enough for the other person to support their journey because each person is in survival mode now. And in doing and being in survival mode, they're trying to access who they are, all mm-hmm. aspects of themselves.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So the best thing we can do for somebody in this new Aquarian time that we're moving into is recognize that.
0: Mm. And,
2: you
3: know, This is a concept that we've been talking about uh, a little bit for the last few weeks that to recognize that the other person is you, right? And how that's playing out in terms of the decisions we're making about staying home, going out, protecting ourselves, right? And Sam continues to bring this up. is like it's something that's shocking to her and interesting that we're making decisions about how we're living our life right now based on this sort of awareness about how we really do impact one another I like when I go out into the street, Mm -hmm. what am I going to wear? How am I going to protect not just myself, but my community and the people around me? Yeah. Or, or myself because of
1: my children or myself, because I don't want to get it because I'm going to take it back to my family, you know, and right. And I keep referencing that Trump advisor who made that comment about how I think it's so interesting. We would never stay at home for ourselves, but we're, we're, Soon as it became about, oh my God, I could get my mom sick or I could get my neighbor sick, it just immediately grounded us. So, yeah, I think I'm always about the practical. Um, That's just my, that's how I am. I'm always about grounding everything in what makes sense in terms of how we can use it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so for me, it's about, all right, how do we take these sutras? Because I think. You know, Molly, you and I certainly have been talking about these for a long time. We've been using them to teach our clients for a very long time. We've yeah. tried in every manifestation we can to make yep. like law in, <laughs> yeah. in our world around us. But also, also it does like it's amazing how when you look at your personal lives, I'm sure this is true for all of us, you know, everything you were describing on that macro level, I, I'm sure that if each of us individually went to our lives over the last you know, year, we could go, oh, wow, yeah, that happened. And that happened. Certainly January was a horribly tumultuous time. And I remember speaking to Lisa, you know, our chiropractor friend and, and Molly about how difficult of a time it was. So how do we use these sutras in a very practical way right here and right now to begin almost as guidelines or things to keep in mind? You know, what the hell does that mean? Recognize the other person is you. We know what that means because we have been in this for a very long time. But I don't know that everybody intuitively does understand that conceptually without being like, that's too esoteric. I can't deal with it. Uh, So can we sort of break that down in a way that is practical and useful and does resonate in a way that truly makes sense for people without it being codependent, (laughs) you know, (laughs) right? So, yeah what would you guys say to that?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Molly? Well, it, it, the, this suggestion is that through a practice, through mm-hmm. meditation, oh. through sitting um, with self that, you know, whether that's a pranayama or, you know, meditation or whatever, I mean, we're talking a lot about different practices and how to develop one, etc. cetera. But, that that you can access um, this mm. oneness, this sense of oneness, and and that's and to th- the other person is you is actually on. It, it's there's three dimensions here. It's it's me, it's you, and the the infinite. So what happens is that we get get locked, locked into this polarities, polarities which, is which is really this sort, of, sort of illusion, illusion right, right that, that there the is separation illusion. between you and me. Mm-hmm. Um but when we're in the the practice, when we're in what's called shunya, when we get to that zero space or that neutral space, that true space, we've been talking about this um uh, the, the, fa- the past several Thursdays, um, that's when I have access to this experience, to this knowingness that we're we're actually all connected. We're all the same. We're all one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that zero space.
1: There's a starting point where. It, we have to get out of our, you know, um, over reliance on our intellectual, scientific. I'm right, you're wrong. Knowledge that comes from this history we've been in, where we are always trying to find the right answer, achieve, 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 climb, climb, climb. You know, totally be consumed with that prefrontal cortex type of way of thinking. Past, future, past, future, control, control. Rat, slowing down, slowing way down, and going. Okay, breath, Molly mentioned, right pranayama, just, just stillness so that we can allow, first, Molly mentioned, relationship with self. Okay, now I can hear the truth in me. Once you hear that, now you can start to see it extend out in all the ways that it, you connect to others, how other, the others are me, I am them. That concept becomes kind of intuitive if you can slow down and develop that ability to hear that more intuitive true self part of you. And, and the, I love talking about this in two ways because the the benefit, I, I need motivation to do things. (laughs) So this is all very nice sounding and it's nice and we can sing Kumbaya, but the other benefit is health, sanity, and actually having the life you want. Because when I can hear myself, I can find my path. I can find the the future for me that is aligned with who I really am and what I really want. I can find my true partnerships in friendships and family and love relationships. So there's a guidance in there too that I think we get as an added benefit when we're able to do all this so th- so there is a very very practical component in addition to you know this more like other plane kind of uh benefit as well
3: right yeah and right. even sam the shift that what you just I talked God. about is the shift between the what's what we what call we the call piscean that? age mm-hmm. and what regine has been talking about the Aquarian age, and that's why we call these the Aquarian Sutras because they're what we need to utilize, they're what we need to get on board with <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
3: in order to survive <laughs> this. Uh-huh.
1: Next, right. What we
3: are experiencing right now,
1: right? Yeah, well said.
2: And, and don't forget, um, there's a very subtle, uh, um, potential benefit here, which is that. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. Um, like someone I know was, um, let's say, let's say, you know, you want to bring it down to reality for people who think, you know, don't understand the, um, the esoteric mm-hmm. quality of this. Let's say you're in a relationship and let's say you're a woman and you know, you're in a relationship with a man and some other woman is a friend of this man. And uh, this is very, um, very now, you know, that, you post a picture and the man doesn't like it. And the other woman posts a picture and the man likes it. Uh-huh. Now that's a very practical thing. So do you like the picture also? Or do you say, no, that, that person doesn't like my pictures, So I'm not going to like their pictures. So what does that create a duality, right? Mm. It immediately creates a block. Yeah. So mm. if you could, you know, move through that block that old thought pattern and say the other person is me (laughs) that other person is me Mm -hmm. I'm going to you know resonate to that like the picture and what does that do on a an energetic level Mm -hmm. that shifts everything energetically and that changes the relationships to be their truth you know and and to to Mm -hmm. and, and and in the end you will resonate to the the, entire community of the people you're dealing with because it is a community. And that's also Aquarian. So Mm -hmm. that's a major thing now is that every, every set of people we're around is like a community. Mm -hmm. And so we Mm -hmm. have to be careful of creating those dualistic situations within our community. Mm -hmm. So That's, that i think is what we're starting to mm. understand as we move into aquarius
3: you know
0: yes yes, yes.
2: thank you regine that's
0: mm-hmm. we
3: talk a lot about resistance and blocks yeah in the way the language that you're using it's it's the same thing right it's like, like moving against yes. something right mm-hmm. saying no, I'm not gonna go with this, right? And so whether we call it a block or a resistance, mm-hmm. and then of course, then we have this other sutra, right? There's a way through every block. Right. So what mm-hmm. is that? It's, it's this idea that you just you, you just gave this lovely example, right? So how can I shift this energy? How can I move through the resistance? How can I get through the block? Right,
2: it's that moment of the block. What well like like in your work with with the work that you do when a person reaches a block, how do you how do you move through that block with them? What what do you do?
1: Mm. All kinds of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) All kinds, depends on who they are, but it's about letting it go. I mean, first and foremost, it's about, you know, there's many ways through, right? I mean, and but that is what the work is the work is Allowing it to lift, and if you aren't allowing it to lift, trying to, you know, help you if you need to understand why, understand why, and then be willing to work towards letting it go, which can sometimes be a process and can sometimes be painful and challenging, but doesn't have to be. It can also be really overly simple. Um, but it, but it, but as Molly and I know and talk a lot about too, <clears throat> there's this component of trauma, this component of We've been hanging on for a long time to a lot of those blocks. Yeah. And there is this desire to want to move forward. <clears throat> and we don't all know that we're doing that. We don't all realize that we're hanging on to every little thing. <clears throat> Some people that has happened throughout their entire lives didn't know how to discharge, didn't know how to let it go. So <clears throat> we're carrying all this, causes all kinds of imbalance and sickness and mentally and physically. So. I think there is that truth starting to come forward. Oh, my thoughts have, a, have an impact. Oh, my body carries this and it is affecting my physical health. Oh, so we're starting to come to that truth first mm-hmm. and foremost. And now because we are, we can start to say, okay, now what, how do I, how do I move through this? How do I let this go? How do I, you know, in a healthy way, all of those things as, a, as opposed to in an unhealthy way, creating more challenges i.e. substance abuse i.e. <clears throat> compulsive relationships with money with people with food whatever it is
3: <clears throat> rage rage <clears throat> <anger, throat> acting out exactly. so i think one of one of the f- first steps uh, is to identify the nature of the block right so is this something that you know, is linked to trauma um, that's living in the body and we're in a trauma cycle or or trauma vortex is, as we call it. Mm. And then all the different ways that we can try and motivate, um, educate. Uh, and a, a big piece of this very often is sort of trust, faith, right? Yeah. A belief... That there is something on the other side of the block right? that I want, <laughs> yeah. that I want to yeah. walk into, that I want to in- inhabit, that I want to experience.
1: Mm. Trust. Big one. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
2: And also to experience the shift after it happens and how it changes the energy of other people. Hmm. It can unblock someone your shift through your block can unblock someone else hmm. that you're dealing with mm-hmm. that you know prior to that moment they were blocked to you too and you can shift their energy
1: yeah right so,
2: that's true mm-hmm.
1: yeah so can we look at um so so we talked about the sutra recognizing the other person is you we talked a little bit about compassion, although maybe not directly um, or so directly. Um, which I don't remember, I don't have the list in front of me. Yeah. Um, can we can we maybe look at the the others or whichever one you guys want to you know speak to next and start to think about how do we ground some of those others in practice or in a way that um you know does you know, benefit us both personally and then in that macro relationship.
3: Well, we just talked a little bit as well about there is a way through every block. Mm-hmm. Um This other one that I really love too, Regina, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, but it really resonates with the work that we do at Mind Movement. <laughs> and, uh, when the time is on, you start. hmm Will be off.
2: So, so what do I think about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it works. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, it definitely works. I mean, if if it's the the I think we're so overwhelmed now with so many things in life that the idea of like choosing a task you know or saying this is i know this is something that need that i need to do but i just can't free myself from the overwhelming anxiety that i feel Mm. in order to move into that direction how do i do that well they're saying take one step right
0: Mm. Um,
2: and it does. It's ener- it's, again, it's energetic. Once you take that step, you open the path.
0: Yes.
2: So it's like that, you know, and, and and being in that moment. You take the step and then in that moment. So you're in a new place, right? You're in a new place on the path that you know you need to go. Mm-hmm. So that's what I feel about it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not easy, but... It's not easy. Well, it also, it makes me think of
3: this um, phrase I hear a lot in fitness, right? Um, a body in motion stays in motion. Right. Right? So we have to move. We have to take that first step. Right. The problem is that so many of us, as you say, we get overwhelmed, right? Whether it's now with all of these different alerts coming through the computers and the phones and where do I turn my attention? And we, we end up feeling stuck, immobilized, and of trapped. Um, and then in these like negative loop mm-hmm. patterns, I, I, can't, I can't go outside. If I go outside, then I have to wear, you know, 45 like different PPEs and, and what if I see, so, you know, what if somebody t- wants to, you know, mm-hmm. and then we go down this spiral and we stay even more and more withdrawn more and more
2: stuck, more and more mobile. But it's, and, not, and being isolated is not easy. So you're, you're with your thoughts all the time now. Mm-hmm.
1: But it's really about fear. It's about how do I move through the fear? So it, that inner dialogue. The other thing that I hear from lots of people is how do I trust that that, is the, that that thing that I'm being called to is the quote, right thing? How do I know that I'm not gonna fall on my face You know, how, how, how do I know if I'm going to make it, if I want to start my own business, how do I know, you know, so there's that piece about being overwhelmed, but then there's that piece about being, you know, uncertain because I don't know how to even trust myself. Like Molly said earlier, it comes down to trust in so many ways.
2: That's the whole thing about being in the moment. Right. If you, you know, you, you decide on a a step, what step am I going to take? And you, and in the moment you take that step. And then you see how it feels in that moment. Mm-hmm. It's not like you have to say, that's the problem with our society. I mean, when I was little, I knew that, but I didn't understand what I was seeing. I saw people on a, on a linear path, trying to get from one place to another. And for me, it was a spiral. I, I, I couldn't deal with a linear path. Mm-hmm. It was like I was, had to be in the moment. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you're in the moment, the linear path might change Mm -hmm. and, and um, it could, you have to be, and that's what Uranus is. Uranus is about looking for the signs. Mm -hmm. What is the next signpost, you know? And so instead of worrying that I'm going to take the step, but is that the right step? Every, every choice you make, is it the right choice? Mm
0: -hmm. It
2: moves you to another place, Mm -hmm. you know? And then you take a breath in that place and you say, wow, you know, where I go from here
1: that's right yep people love certainty though because it it brings them that sense of relief but what they don't realize is that it's like you were saying it's a bit of an illusion It, it might bring you certainty but first off and COVID has certainly taught us that we all thought oh here are my predictions you know for the month of March and all of our businesses whatever else right and then of course two weeks later we're that all goes out the window and there's no map now for anyone. And so oh. trust, I mean, it's like you said, there's an opportunity here. There's, there's that horrible component of what is happening that we all are so aware of, but then there's that freedom that comes with, you know, starting over or having the opportunity to use this time to restart in some form or fashion.
2: Right, or taking a breath and looking around you and looking at your children. You haven't looked at for a year.
1: Totally. (laughs) I mean. Yep, that's it.
2: um, Those are moments. Those are precious, and um, it's like then your your choices change. It's the the path that you you had envisioned for yourself. You know, um, was not informed by your real breath and your truth in the moment. Mm So you have to always, like, like um, Molly said, being, you know, the pranayam, the breath work brings you back to yourself, to the moment. And then it falls away, those um, constructs.
0: hmm
3: So the, the path unfolds. Right. Walk in it. As like, you walk in it. Right, so you just but you have to take a step. Mm-hmm. You have to start. You have to choose a direction,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and then once you arrive in that step, it's like a decisional, uh, a decision, a decisional balance tree, one of those trees, right, where every choice that you make, then you will have more choices. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: but you can't get it wrong. I mean, I I like to tell my clients. You, you can't get it wrong. There's no right or wrong path. There's just your path. And you, you have to trust that it's going to unfold to get you wherever it is you're supposed to be. And that wherever that is, you're going to get there. And oftentimes, the only way to get to where you're going is to do what at the moment seems like a detour. And I look back on my life, and there's been so many, quote, detours. But without any of those mind movement wouldn't have been possible, including something like, oh, I went to broadcasting school and learned how to use audio video editing equipment. (laughs) Like who the hell would, looking back, right? Working in psychology, like why is that useful? But until it all came together and then it's like, well, thank God I know how to do that now. That has given us the ability to do so many other things. And so it all seems like at the time, even if it looks like, oh man, I wasted time, There's no wasting time. It all is like one step towards the evolution of where you need to be. And trusting that is so difficult for people and they can get so stuck in that. What's the right answer. What's the right answer. What about this? What about that? How am I going to make money? How am I going to, and try to use that as their guide.
2: And that's painful to watch. Well, that, that idea of money now. So that's a big deal. Now people are money needing money, you know, so, um, money is energy and the energy is going to shift. That's another thing with Uranus and Taurus. Mm. The means, what is Taurus is about value. So what is valued is going to change. Mm. So that's where we have to breathe into because maybe, okay, I don't have any money, but if I breathe into my moment, I open my eyes, and I look around me and I see and I understand what what my value is what is valuable in my surroundings mm-hmm. so if you ins- you know yes you need you need money and it does cause fear but even that fear so that fear is a block
0: mm-hmm. to
2: what is possible we know that from um, knowing about uh, abundance right mm-hmm. to to work with clearing the field for abundance to come in,
0: mm-hmm.
2: so um, the fear, you know, has to, has to somehow be shifted, and mm-hmm. we do that through meditation, through mantra, through breath work. But um, it, it's it's a real fear not being able to eat, right? Sure. So um, it's hard to talk about these things to someone who's in that moment.
1: No yeah. doubt. Yeah. Yep. Yeah but that's who probably needs to hear it most because right they this is how you get out
2: this is how you get out because by shifting your energy you open your field for possibility
1: that's right yeah and you will you can't any other way if you're in that that fear place then you, you stay stuck and and there are people that will stay stuck their lifetime right, right, right
3: well the other piece to this um sutra is that when you take that step forward when you choose to take that step on that path that you will feel relief right the pressure will be off mm-hmm. i will feel relief <laughs> so yeah so these this fear right this anxiety about what's going to come next like the uncertainty sam there will be a release there will be a relief there will be a, a lightness. Mm as you take that step that's sort of the the second step to this sutra
2: like you take the step the pressure goes away Mm -hmm. right i mean at a very basic level you could say well here you lost your job you're unemployed and you're frozen in fear taking the step of calling lifting picking up the phone and calling the unemployment office is a step Mm -hmm. that shifts energy that moves you forward and that's, I think, what Yogi Bhajan meant, because I think he knew that we're not in the same linear times as we used to be. So it's not like when you, take a, when you talk about a path, it's not like becoming a clerk and then becoming you know, a manager and then becoming CEO. That's not what he's talking about. Wow. Right? He's, so the path is an opening you know it's not like a closed thing it's an opening every part of it is an opening mm-hmm. but each but to take that first step which is what he's talking about is is the challenge
1: mhm mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so as we move towards being out of time what would we what could we maybe offer someone oh
2: we didn't do the last one the sutra. oh
1: great
3: should we do that
1: yeah let's do it
3: Molly, vibrate the cosmos, and the cosmos shall clear the path. have
2: kind of been talking about that. Yeah, yeah. What does that practically look like?
3: How do you vibrate the cosmos?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. That sounds like nothing. No big deal.
3: Right. Well, Regine, you know we those are the tools that we've been talking. We've been talking about
2: astrology. You know, meditation, mantra, Mm
3: -hmm. breath work,
2: breath work, sound, sound, yoga, yoga. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So it's get present, allow, right. Be in the moment, feel what that feels like, experience that, allow yourself to experience that, practice doing that over and over again, (laughs) repeat, repeat, repeat. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this equation that regina's talking about too right when when i connect or when i vibrate right mm-hmm. then i will influence others mm-hmm. right so that that movement of energy that's what clears away the debris on the path that's what makes it more clear what my next step on the path will be. Right. Yes.
1: Right. Well, you're vibrating energy whether you know it or not. That's happening. So it's either a matter of am I putting out energy that is chaotic and confusing and fear-based or am I clearing that by just being in the here and now and not and essentially not doing the other things, not cluttering, not being afraid you know, fear is normal. So it's not like we're going to eliminate our fear response, nor would we want to, but it's a matter of how we respond to fear. It's a matter of how we wake up in the morning and having to make choices about being responsible for our emotional health and well-being and mental life, and not just allowing ourselves to react all day to whatever we see playing out in front of us, but actually taking that step back, like Regine said, taking that breath. How do I want to react to this? What is what is this for me? And what's my relationship to this thing? Can I walk away? Can I, do I have more control in my response than, than I think I do? And if I don't, then how do I get that? And that's really what meditation and breath work and yoga and mantra and affirmations and however, fill it in here, right? Fill in the blanks there. That's what it gives you. It gives you that ability to, like you said, clear the path. And even if it's just the path right in front of you right now.
3: Right and choose what your vibration is, right? Yes. Choose what your is.
1: Yes, like right.
3: Said, we're vibrating all the time. Are you vibrating fear, anxiety, in, or are you vibrating compassion, patience, trust?
1: Forgiveness.
3: Forgiveness. Forgiveness
1: to me is like the, that's the key. Because it is compassion, but it's also, it's letting go and it's resolution that is really tough for some of us.
2: I like the one minute breath uh, for, for as a simple thing to do
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: or anybody can do it which is that you inhale uh, to a, to the count that you can inhale let's say 5 or 10 or however much you can inhale hold it for that same count and then exhale for the same count mm-hmm. and that breath is very calming it calms anxiety mm-hmm. It it calms the heart. Very good in this time. Mm -hmm. It's easy to do. You could do it anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It also, that's a
3: breath that you can increase your sort of capacity around too. So once once you get to five and you maintain five, 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 then try seven, ten, and it allows... Mm -hmm allows you to really develop an understanding and awareness um, a relationship with these different parts of your body and develop lung capacity which is also we incredibly in now right
1: yeah, we're <laughs> in right now yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah
2: yeah and usually we do maximum 20 count
1: yeah hence, the, minute.
2: hence, the, one minute hence right. the one minute breath
1: that's great you guys what a great place to end this conversation jean thank you so 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 much You're for welcome. joining us today I mean, what a pleasure. I've learned so much. I know other people have learned so much. And it's always such a pleasure to get the time with you. It just, it really, really is. Thank you.
3: And we're hoping you'll come back
2: soon.
1: That's right. We're going to probably <laughs> drag you back soon, so don't be surprised.
2: <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. Good Thank to see you. <laughs> All right,
1: everybody. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Be safe and be well.